Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I don't care if Monday's blue. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday morning, you should have fine. On Monday. Now, broadcasting from the Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Happy Monday, everybody. Everything's going great in the world. Everything's under control. Everything's fine. You got the Bob and Sherry Show and Morons in the News today. I'm very excited uh, to welcome back to Morons in the News, a previous bank robbing moron of the day who apparently hasn't learned anything from his past experience. Plus, we have comedian Mike Siegel and... We have the creepy true legend of the leather man. But before we do any of that, Lamar, before we do any of that, and Bob will be with us in just a few. um, You mentioned something in passing the other day, and I found myself thinking about it yesterday afternoon while I was vacuuming because I live a rich and full life. And here's what it is. I do. Here's what it is. You mentioned casually that um, you and Carla were taking your ex-wife's husband out to dinner to keep him company because your ex-wife is visiting y'all's daughter and her husband and children in Japan for a few months. And, yes. And of course, you know, you said that in passing and, and I didn't, I mean, my husband's ex-wife is my dearest friend and sister. So like, I totally get that. But I bet a lot of people when, when you said that went, wait, what? So the, here's what people don't know about Lamar. When he married Carla, his ex-wife helped plan the wedding. Sure did. Set up she the sure reception. Did. She, sure she was did. great. Yeah, yeah, she sure did. And Bill, her husband, Bill, he brought in all the, he set everything up. And when we drove off for a honeymoon, he cleared everything out of the thing and out of the uh, venue and took it back to his house. Yeah. He's so, a good guy. So, He's a great guy. So kind of walk people through like how it is that you all have built that relationship. I just find it super interesting. Well, first of all, he's a good man. And most importantly, he has treated my children when they were small. He treated my children like they were his own. He didn't have any kids of his own. He treated my children fantastic. I mean, he he provided for them. He told them what to do and what not to do. I mean, he, you know. And um, I, at that time, it was before I married Carla, 
I was dating somebody else. And so I'd pull up over at his house and he's always outside doing something. He's a, he picks up sticks and whatever. Oh, he's one of those guys. He's immaculate. Makes me sick. But so I'd pull up and he'd be out in the yard while I'm waiting on the kids to come out to pick them up. I get out of the car and talk to him. And so I'm dropping the kids off one time. And so I I get out of the car to talk to him and the kids go in. So I get back in the car and the lady that I'm dating, she goes, why did you get out and talk to him? Why, Why are you talking to him? I said, why would I not talk to him? I said, I've pulled up in the man's yard. It's, this is his yard and his house. Am I too good to get out of the car and speak to him when he's out here? I said, he treats my kids tremendous. They never, they always tell me what a good guy he is, how he treats them. And I, What would I do anything less than that? Why would I not be polite and kind to the guy that's taking care of my kids as long as he's doing a great job? And so over the years, we used to split uh, Thanksgiving. Each year, one of us would have dinner and the other one have dinner, uh, supper. And so we decided to stop that. So we just started having Thanksgiving together with my ex-wife and her husband, because that way my kids got to be with both of their parents at the same table on Thanksgiving. And we'd rotate our house to their house, their house to our house every other year. We just became friends. We still go out. Ron and I will go out and eat. I mean, (laughs) that's... I won't need you to cut that, Max. <laughs> Carla, <laughs> Carla and I go out to eat with them, you know, probably once a month or something like that. So so Bill's by himself. His wife's in Japan, and he gets lonely. So, we, you know, we've been hanging out a little bit, take him to dinner and just, you know, keep track of him, make sure he's okay. I, I love would it. Would you do anything I less for a good friend of yours? I mean, that's how it works. No, I love it. It makes – you know it makes perfect sense to me, that whole – um, that was one of the things that I was really determined to um, make happen for Kevin, which is, hey, you know, let's let's not make your kids divide every holiday. No. Right. Because no. it, it's no good for them and it's no good for you and it's no good for their mom. There's got to be a better way to get at this. And um, and I, when you mentioned that, like I was like, you know, that's I wish more people could do that. And I understand why a lot of people can't because oh, yeah, it takes I get everybody. It. I get it. Right. It takes everybody being willing to, um, you know, come together. And I know that in a lot of situations that everybody isn't willing, like we have aspects of our family that are unwilling. So I get it. But I love that. um, I love that you're keeping your ex-wife's husband company. (laughs) For this to actually work, though, think about this. It takes Carla's approval and Bill's approval. Yes. They both have to be secure in what's going on and not have any kind of issues, and it works. Everybody's well, got to be on board, you, though. It shows you that even though you and Rhonda were unable to make it work, um, right. you both married again and made it work. And that's Still like, the mother of my children. That's God Still stuff. That's some children. destiny, right? Right? Yep. All right, we got more on the news coming up. Comedian Mike Siegel, the Bob and Sherry box office. Horror movie monsters that listen up, people. You could outrun. Like, why are you standing there screaming? (laughs) Yes, do something. Hit the road. You can outrun some of these. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Can we talk about Chris Hemsworth for a minute? Um, And not the things I would like to say about Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the only man that should wear a bun, a man oh. bun, the only man. The, hmm. He's just, mm. 
Um, I read an interesting article over the weekend about um, his uh, like he, his diet, basically. Because he works, he has to like bulk up and then thin down and then bulk up for movie parts. But of course, he took that test that showed he has both copies of the gene for Alzheimer's. Yes. And so he's trying to make changes in his life in every way, you know, work less, spend more time with his wife and children, um, get anything processed or toxic or whatever out of his diet. So I'm, I'm reading this. And of course, he has a personal chef, which is, you know, what you do when you're one of the world's biggest movie stars. So his um, personal chef was, was describing what Chris Helmsworth eats in a day. And he said, he's big boy. He needs a lot of protein, especially when like he's working and training for an Avengers movie, for example. Oh, yeah. And, and that um, the biggest thing that he makes sure that Chris eats every day is a giant salad with fresh vegetables and fermented vegetables because the, the probiotics and fermented foods are like amazeballs or whatever and nuts and seeds and fish. But he has, Chris Hemsworth has like six meals a day and he has his afternoon dinner, which is like an eight ounce steak and some veggies. Then he has his second afternoon dinner, like a hobbit, which is more steak and veggies. And then he has nighttime dinner, which is like a salad and some fish. And I thought to myself, that must be pretty good. You know, Lamar, that must be <laughs> three dinners. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let's ask our spouses because they have their own personal limits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> three dinners. Of all of the rich people indulgences and luxuries, like, what could be more amazing than having your live-in Spanish chef? Because his chef is from Spain. Chris Hemsworth's wife is from Spain. And so his chef is also from Spain. The chef and his wife knew each other from way, way back. And so the chef, I guess, lives with them in Australia. And the live-in chef shoots you a text. Lamar, your first dinner is ready. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I buddy. get a text, but my text says, what are we having for dinner? Yeah. Hey, buddy, second dinner is being served. And I know, like, I know there's no way I could chew my way through that much food. Of course, there's no way I'm going to work out one fraction as much as Chris Hemsworth yeah, does. But of all the rich people luxuries, if you could just pick one, I think for me, it would be that personal chef. What would it be for you? I used to say and I've said this a million times. I used to say a private plane that I would own a private plane and have a, have a person to fly me. But you know what? The private chef, because <clears throat> they could make nutritious food so good. And then I would not have to worry about that. That would be so fantastic. So like, fantastic. Yeah. Like every morning Chris heads into the kitchen hopefully wearing nothing but a towel and a cheeky grin. And his chef hands him this special smoothie that's been concocted out of leafy greens and um, it's other things. I don't even know what they are. And then some sea salt and some vitamin C or whatever. Oh, yeah. And Chris slams it down and then he goes and works out. Then he comes back and has a, a snack, which the chef also hands him. That Think about how much time in your day you would get back. If oh you gosh. never had to think about getting food, prepping food, cleaning up after food, mm. think about the luxury that would be. 
wonder what you have to pay a chef like that to live. He lives with them, right? I'm assuming. I mean, he may not. He may have his own place. And I think they live in like Byron Bay, maybe Australia. They built this spectacular, magnificent home overlooking the ocean. And you know what? No, no jealousy, no hard feelings at all. You, Thor, have given the world a lot of a lot of happiness and entertainment. Right? You've earned it. Yep. Just that, just that idea of walking into a kitchen that someone else always cleans. A refrigerator filled with groceries that someone else always buys. Oh, that and someone, one. And someone mm-hmm. handing me a glass of something healthy and delicious and saying, good morning, how you doing? Oh, oh you can have your private chat. You can have your private chat, your designer right. clothes. They're doing and... the grocery shopping too? Oh, yeah. wow. That is a lot of time connected with all that. Think about it. Yeah. I'll I'll fly in the middle seat in coach. Yes. On yes. Spirit Airlines. If yes. I can have a private chat. <laughs> exactly right. Morons in the news <laughs> is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Bob and Sherry. You see, that's all I could come up with because I'm an idiot. With Morons in the News. You have probably heard of the website, A Florida Man, which details some crazy things guys in Florida do and get arrested for usually. Well, it was going to happen sooner or later. There is a post out there, a Florida woman. And wouldn't you know, the first one I spotted had to do with an alligator. A Florida woman allegedly borrowed an alligator from her previous job for a birthday photo shoot and kept it inside her hotel bathtub in Tampa. She stole the alligator by doing it this way. She kept some keys from her previous job, which was at Croc Encounters in Tampa. When the place closed down, she and her friend went and stole a juvenile alligator, put tape around the mouth, and took it to her hotel room in Tampa, which was like an hour away. She was using it because she was having a birthday celebration at the hotel. She was going to be using it for a photo shoot. That's right. If you went to her birthday party, you could do a selfie with an alligator. Bottom line, she was arrested because you can't do that sort of thing. Can but you I, imagine? I, I, I mean, everything about it is wrong, but... I mean, I kind of want to go to a party where you, there's a selfie station with an alligator. I can't lie. Like, that actually that was sounds very appealing. Yeah, That I was her it. vision. I know it. But you cannot do that. I know. I know. But it does sound like a good time. Let's go to Alaska. We don't get enough morons in the news out of Alaska. So back in uh, 2018, a guy named Michael Nash um, went viral because he robbed a bank on a... And he handed the teller a note, and on the back of the note was his full name and his birth date. So, <laughs> you know, that's bad. That's bad and stupid. And and that's how he got caught, right? So 2018, I guess he figured enough time had passed by because it's now 2023, and Michael Nash, who's now 49 years old, walked up to the First National Bank in Anchorage and began aggressively tugging on the doors and employees waved at him through the glass that the bank would 
not be open for another hour. And so here's what he did. He slid a note through the locked doors to a bank supervisor. The note said, this is a robbery. Put the money in a bag and I will walk out. This is a robbery. God help us all. So the supervisor immediately yelled that they hit the secondary lock and called 911, but Mr. Nash would not leave. <sighs> he rejected he a bank security. Yeah, he rejected a bank security's officers, begging him, sir, please leave. We have to call the police now. Please leave. <sighs> and he wouldn't. And so the police came and they placed him in handcuffs. You know, then, these people can vote. That's the scary thing. They can actually, yeah. they're allowed to vote. Yeah. He's looking at up to 20 years in prison this time around. So it turns out that no matter how much time passes for Michael Gale Nash of Anchorage, he's never seemingly going to be able to figure out how the whole bank robbery scenario works. <laughs> right. He just, he just can't get it. And I'm not judging him. Because I had a hard time with algebra. He just can't understand how to rob a bank. And maybe a little bit of time behind bars and maybe a couple of classes will figure that out for him. That is Morons in the News coming up. Comedian Mike Siegel. And it's spooky season. And that means we have a spooky story. The tale of the Leatherman. A true story out of Connecticut. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, this is Lamar. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I don't know if you know this or not, but we've got other podcasts. In fact, if you'll go to the Oddcast podcast, I am inside that with Talking Lamar. And this week, I'm talking about Sylvester Stallone. Now, do you know everything about him? I think you don't. I think I can tell you some stuff you don't know. Tune in and see. Thank you so much for listening. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, Halloween is right around the corner. I'm going to get dressed up this Halloween. I'm not going to say who I'm going to be, but uh, I'm all set. We're going to a Halloween party. And if you are going to a Halloween party um, and you hate it, there's a costume company called Spirit Costumes. And they have an adult costume that I think would be very easy for you. It's basically a sheet, a white sheet over your head with two cutouts for your eyes. And it's called The Hiring Manager Who Interviewed You. It does not... (laughs) On the package it says Kit does not include feedback, salary range, compensation, for completed project. <laughs> and by the way, one size fits all. So no matter what your size is, you can be the hiring manager who interviewed you. The number, of, the number of people I know who are like, what is going on here? Why? Like, you get all these job interviews and you never hear back from any of them. Is is that a problem right now? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Well, what's and up it's, with that? It, it's right on top of nobody wants to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Those, uh, I, I've never been in that situation because I, I basically had the same job since I was 19. But um, that must be very scary that you go into an interview 
and they're not telling you what the pay is, you know? They're going to hold back and let you know a little bit down the line. We'll take I care of you. We'll take care of you. Yeah, Don't worry about it. it we'll take care we're of family you. here. We're, we're family. like family. Yeah. I, right. I like when they say, we work hard and we play harder. Yeah, I've only right. experienced the first part of that. How about you? Right, right. Well, I don't want to play with some of the people I'm working hard with, you know? Mm, Maybe, no just my I just close... want to get paid. I just want yeah. to get paid. And go home. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. There it is. It's uh, Spirit. The company is Spirit, and you can buy it today and be a hiring manager who interviewed you for Halloween. It's Bob and Sherry. We're very excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. There's so much content. You get classic chat room calls, your best of CDs, behind-the-scenes photos and videos, and it only costs $4.99 a month. Go to bobandsherry.com slash premium. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Mike Siegel. Guess if I want a decent relationship, I'll have to stay home at some point. I don't know. I don't know. After 20 years of bad relationships, I'm starting to think I might be part of the problem. (laughs) Nah. That's just a therapy talking. My ex told me I had intimacy issues, as if that's any of her business. (laughs) Tough, I'm starting to date, as I get older, I have to date people who already had kids, which is a little, that's a tough one. You can't rush that, you can't meet those kids too early. You know, I had this woman, it was like two dates, and she already said, hey, she had two little boys, and she went, I'm gonna take the kids to the carnival this weekend, you wanna go? I was like, wow. No. <laughs> Sounds awful. I mean, I'm not anti-kid, but you know, who am I to these kids? I'm just some guy. They don't know me. I can't discipline them if they're acting up at the carnival. They get down from there, you're gonna get hurt. You're not my dad. You know what, you're right. <laughs> Go ahead, stand up in the tilt world I wanna see how this goes. <laughs> kinda curious myself to see how this is gonna play out. <laughs> Dated all types, went out with a vegan, and uh, that was once, I think. (laughs) Couldn't figure out what they could eat or not. I couldn't. As far as I could tell, a vegan could have like chickpeas and cotton. That was it. (laughs) Could have some hummus and wash it down with a tube sock or something. (laughs) All my friends have kids, and you feel left out at parties. You know, when they're always, everybody's got their phones out showing photos of their kids, you know. So if you feel left out at those points, just uh, do what I do and just show them photos of single person stuff that they can't do anymore. <laughs> and just go, ooh, look, this is me sleeping in on the weekend. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, this is me in my white carpet. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, this is my favorite one. This is me uh, leaving a bad relationship and still keeping my house. <laughs> Sweet equity, it grows so fast. (laughs) 
key is to find someone with the same sense of humor as you. That's an important thing. And um, humor is an effective way to get yourselves out of uncomfortable situations. Case in point, is a true story. And uh, there's times to use humor when not to and when you can, like say airport security, bad time. <laughs> and meeting a date's parents for the first time, another bad time. Hence this story. <laughs> I went to this woman's house to pick her up. It's our first date and she had just gotten uh, divorced and had to move back in with her parents, which happens, I don't care, whatever. But uh, she's running late and I meet her parents and I have to sit in the living room with her parents watching TV, you know, like prom night. <laughs> it's just really awkward and, you know, they were nice enough, but weird. And they're watching TV. There's the TV in the room, there's a movie on and this is a romantic movie. A very romantic movie. And this uncomfortable scene comes up with two men. Yes, and it's very tense and weird in the room. Kind of like now. And I'm sitting there and no one knows what to say. It's just it's a weird vibe and it's just tense and weird. And I just thought to myself, what better time for a joke. <laughs> they didn't see it that way. Because <laughs> it's very weird, tense, and awkward in the room, and these guys are on the TV, and I just go, wow, that, uh, <laughs> that takes me back. <laughs> Very unusual Median. delivery. He's good. Oh my God. Comedian <laughs> Mike Siegel. You can find that set at B O B A N D S H E R I dot com. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for the Bob and Sherry newsletter? We send it out once a month. We don't spam you. There's all kinds of stuff in it, it's different every time. And we even run contests and cool stuff inside the newsletter that we don't do anywhere else. So, Love to have you on board at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. Cannibalism has a deeply unsettling history across various cultures and time periods. Yes, cannibal art is a thing, but it's usually art about cannibalism, not art made by cannibals. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday everywhere you get your podcasts. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Thank you, teachers, for all that you do. We want to show our appreciation by sending teachers on a well-deserved Florida vacation. Nominate a teacher now by going to bobandsherry.com and clicking on the contest tab. One weekly qualifier will win Bob and Sherry swag and they'll be entered to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach with round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Nominate a teacher now at bobandsherry.com. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. It is time now for the Bob and Sherry Oh Shut Up song of the day. But just before we play this song, uh, there's a documentary out about David Beckham, and people are talking about the little controversy that's tied to it. What's going on with it? Well, it's just so good. It's a, it's on Netflix. It's only four episodes, and mm-hmm. it's very cozy. Like you are right inside 
David and Victoria Beckham's house and life. And they talk about a gazillion things. They talk about how she told him she was pregnant right before he went out on the field to play that very controversial and sad uh, match against Argentina. They talk about rumors that he was having an affair at one point in, in the documentary, it's all like David Beckham looks like he's about to cry. And he says, I don't know how we got through it. Meaning all those tabloid rumors. And, and he said, Victoria is everything to me to see her hurt. It just killed me. Um, and, and so you really get a sense of who they are as a couple and as a family. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so good. Like I'm not even like a soccer slash football person, but it's, it's really, it's Did really he have the intimate. affair? Was there he actually an no. affair? He says he no. He says no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. You know, I can still remember taking Allie and a couple of her little friends. I swear to God, she wasn't much more than 12 years old to see the uh, Spice Girls in concert. And I wasn't the only dad in the uh, country who did that. And um, so how long ago was that? Well, since we're talking about the Beckhams, of course, she was posh. Wannabe was their first really big hit. And that song came out 27 years ago. Yo, tell me what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna really, really, really wanna zig a zig. If you want my future, forget my past. If you want It's the Spice Girls, but I I like that song. I always thought it was a cool song. There is there is some not really controversy, but people are saying we can't tell if they were the biggest selling girl group of all time, but they may be. And they weren't together very long. I can't believe this is 27 years old. I can't believe I it. Love. Was it Ginger left the group early? Yeah. That's right. To try to get a solo career, right? And that didn't work out. And then they're supposedly they're all getting together again, or did I just imagine that? You didn't imagine it, but I'm not sure how real it is. Yeah, yeah. So they they would be how old now? The Spice Girls. Well, they were the youngest was 17 when this song broke. So 17 plus 27. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hard song to sing. I I don't know they can pull it off these days. This song comes on my shuffle or on the radio. Yeah. Like you can't even stop yourself from cranking it. And also, the message in this song is really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Listen yeah. up, sis. You know the guy who's against your friends? That's a red flag. It's true. You got him. And they are the biggest selling girl group of all time. 
There it is, 27 years ago. Oh, shut up. Shut it's up. Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I don't know why we do this, but I think most of us do this. At one point, all of a sudden, you say to your spouse, I can't believe it's cooler now, and the days are not as long. It happens every year, Bob. It happens every year. This should not come as a surprise to you. And some people, you know, are affected by that less sunshine. So a person posted reasons to live. And I stopped and I looked at what they posted and I went, huh, that is interesting. So I'm going to read you this person's post of reasons to live. And I would like you to tell me out of these, which one I identify with more. Okay, here we go. Reasons to live. To give a treat to your pet. Yes. That is a reason to live. It's one of my favorite things that I do all day long. Well, Finn, let's see whether or not you ate. Oh, you ate your food. It could be time for a little thing we call a greenie. And he goes out of his mind and he takes it and he runs away. That, to me, is a reason to live. Stepping on crunchy leaves. There's something satisfying about that. Pasta. That is for me. A reason to live. I love pasta so much. Funny pictures on the internet. I know I don't sound like a guy that <laughs> spends a lot of time looking for funny pictures on the internet, but if my wife finds one, you know, I enjoy it. Outliving your enemies as a reason to live. That should sustain Trampoline. you for years, I think. Years. Trampolines it's a little petty. are fun. <laughs> With, uh, with you know, little kids jumping on a uh, trampoline. Oh, and you're jumping new... on the trampoline? Wait a minute, back up. You're jumping on the yeah. trampoline? No, yeah. we don't believe that at all. We don't believe that for six seconds. Come on. With, with my, uh, I did it recently with my. Uh, no, you uh, didn't. With my grants. Yes, I did. I did oh, at, a, at, a, uh, at a pumpkin patch. They had one. Mm. Move on to mm. the next one and let's see. What and the doing. next and the next and final one is new TV shows that are coming out that uh, we may or may not like. Out of all of those, which would be my favorite reason to live? Pasta. I think pasta, yeah. I'm going to say pasta. Really? Or yeah. that fictitious, fictitious trampoline jump. I don't know, but pasta, I'm thinking. I did that. Um, you, I thought you were going to say, I'm living my enemies would be the number one choice for a reason. It would be close, but I still think you love a plate pasta, of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think if it came down to it, you would choose yeah. pasta. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Yeah. What, what could we add to it? New reasons to live as fall envelops us. A porch nap or a deck nap on a fall afternoon while there's a football right, yes, game playing in the background. That's nice. How about just a nap where nobody asks you why you're taking it? That would be great. Yeah. That's a reason. Yeah, I isn't I it all where you have to, to see that happen. <laughs> I know. Why do you have to ask permission? You I want to take a nap? Take know. a nap. Do you know why does it irritate find, people? I find when somebody says to you, "Oh, were you napping?" Yes, I was asleep just now. Well, why? <laughs> yeah. Why does anybody or take the, a nap? Or they look down their nose, man, and I want a nap. They look down their nose at you like you're a slacker or something like that. (laughs) You you can be doing something. 
I am. You know I'm what? taking a nap. You know what else is another reason to live um, this time of the year? If you have like a fire pit or an outdoor yeah. fireplace, campfire, <sighs> and sitting fire. by an outdoor fire this time of the year mm, yeah. on a clear, every cool t- night. Every time I do I that, though, the, the wind... The wind comes the wrong way, and, and I smell like burning logs. Get a smokeless, get a smokeless, I'm telling you. Smokeless a smokeless fire, fire pit? Greatest yeah, Lamar has ever. one of those. How does that work? How does that no, work? No smoke. No smoke. <laughs> you, have, you, you use actual wood? Yes. It's called smokeless, which means it has to be smokeless. I can't lie about something like that. Well, where does the smoke go? How does it get rid of the smoke? This seems it like a so, normal the fire is so intense it burns up the impurities, which is the smoke. So there is no smoke; it's just flame and heat. There's no smoke. Hmm. It's awesome. You know how you don't believe me on the uh, trampoline? I'm not so sure that that <laughs> thing works. It's getting back at you now. You know, never heard There's of it a before. better chance of a smokeless fire pit than there is you jumping on a trampoline. I went. I went to the pumpkin patch, Did you? and you could and you jump went on with the your trampoline. kid. Yeah, that wasn't, a tra- that wasn't a trampoline. That was they a. They had four of them. It was them. a jumpy it was thing. A it was a house. jumpy thing. It was a bouncy thing on the ground. It's not a trampoline. Well, right, I never, a the liability. I never. I never, I never went on the, the liability of a pumpkin patch having multiple trampolines. <laughs> Bounce house is okay. There, there actually were. There, are you kidding me? This this thing that uh, Hampton did you Hampton, take those kids that Christian to a pumpkin was on? patch in Uzbekistan that has no liability <laughs> issues with trampolines? He was running all over the place. You climb right up and you bounce. Yeah, and there were four of them. It's, but it's on the ground. It's a jumpy thing, but it's not a trampoline. You could still fly off of it. Why are you fighting well, you me? Could. <laughs> I'm just trying to visualize you on a trampoline. You know what, Bob? I was all ready to back you on this trampoline thing, but now that I find out it's probably a bounce house, I'm backing it's a bounce, away. Yes. I'm sorry. It wasn't a bounce house. It's a bounce house without a lid, without a roof. It's a, it's an open-air bounce house. That's what that is. Well, I will never share with you again a reason to live. I can tell you that. <laughs> and I, I, and I hope I outlive you all. I hope I outlive you all. He's, his new reason on your shirt. His new reason to live is not telling us reasons to live. Did you understand yes, what just right. happened here? Yeah. You're cut out. Yeah, I feel sad for you. I feel sad. That's for Bob you. and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. You know, just a little bit ago, um, we covered. The song Wannabe by the Spice Girls. And oh, shut up. It's 27 years old. Right? And that was shocking. Like, how is it that... Tell me what you want. What you really, really want is pushing 30. Well, get ready. Because one of the stars of the sitcom Saved by the Bell just turned 50. Mario Lopez. Oh, no. Oh, shut up. Yes. Oh, my God. Which one? Which one? Mario Lopez. You know, the one that entertains you at the gas pumps. Mario Lopez, who no one can escape on planet Earth. You can't. Does he still look good? He looks the same. I swear he looks the same. That boy has not changed. Um, But yes, so that makes that other cast members of Saved by the Bell 
um, there or past it, really. Because no, in teenage sitcoms, nobody's really a teenager because of the labor laws. They hire kids in their 20, people in their 20s. Anyway, Mario said that um, turning 50, he's paused to reflect on how he got here and what's to come in the future. And he says that he's preserved his good looks by drinking a lot of tequila. It's like embalming fluid. Bet you didn't see that one coming. I did not. And he said, there are no shortcuts to happiness. You got to work hard and you got to stay focused, which you have to say whatever else you say about Mario Lopez. He works hard. He absolutely works hard. And are you ready for what his plans for the future are? Mm -hmm. Mario Lopez says, I'm going to be on your TV for the next 30 years. I love it. I don't see myself slowing down. I want to keep going till I'm 100. I want to be the Latin Dick Clark. You know, Which is I think not a, a bad thing it. to aspire. Yeah, that is yeah. not a bad you know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with show business, you just got to grab whatever gig comes by because none of them last. And he has figured that out. So there you go, Saved by the Bell fans. Mario Lopez, happy 50th birthday. Shut up. It's hey. Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. We love hearing from y'all. So give us a call at 844-52-SHERI. Or if you already have the free app, you can get it for free at Google Play and the Apple Store. And you look at the screen, there's a little microphone in the bottom center, little old-fashioned microphone. Tap it and talk and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob and Sherry team. I'm Sarah from Laurenburg, North Carolina, and I just wanted to share with you um, that last weekend I had participated in a 24-hour ultra marathon, and I was I made sure that I fasted your show the week prior to make sure I had an, enough to somewhat last me through the race. So I just wanted to thank you for keeping me company and keeping me somewhat sane. Um, I don't know how crazy I looked when people were passing me on the trail and I just started laughing to myself. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you for all that y'all do. Um, I've listened to you for a very long time and I've basically grown up with you. So I just love your show. Have a good day. I, you know, that is I so interesting so... what she just said, that people were laughing because uh, laughing or, or, you know, thinking she's strange. But when you think about it, if you didn't notice the earbuds or whatever she was listening with, if someone is just walking along laughing, you think they're crazy. <laughs> no? You guys, that's 50 miles, an ultra marathon. Yeah, that's, that's I want to thank Sarah. I want to thank Sarah for listening because that's as close as I'm ever going to get to running one of them things. Just having somebody listen to me. And can I tell you, only somebody with this much self-discipline would say, I didn't listen to your show for a week. I fasted the show for a week. That's true. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, yeah. I'm so blown away by this. 50, to run, think about this, to run 50 miles. Do you understand that if I left my house right now, and ran 50 miles, I'd be within 10 miles of Karamea's school. That's how far away that is. Mm-hmm. 50 <laughs> freaking miles. Yeah, you know how, you know how people move. always, you know, people always act like when they hear an account, there are people when they hear something like that, they go, well, I could do that if I trained. I could not do that under 
any circumstances unless I was riding in a car. <laughs> you know, and the I really interesting words there, there in the, car. <laughs> the interesting words are if I trained. Um, because it's a big jump from being on the Barca lounger and committing to training. Yeah. Training is something that I is not that. easy. To do that, do that, you've run hundreds of miles yeah. Yeah. training over months is what that means. And you've disciplined your body and your mind, right? It, right I just, it makes me crazy when, and you see this mm-hmm. a lot in like sports. So anytime there's some big sporty game event, um, my Twitter is blown up with whatever it is. It's an NFL game or it's, you know, a tennis match or whatever. And there are always these, always, always these jabronis in the comments that are saying stuff like, yeah, uh, Kelsey's good, but you know. I mean, anybody could be that good if they did X, Y, and Z. I'm like, really? (laughs) Really? How did you type that for all the Pringles dust on your fingers, James? Like, what are you talking about? Like, give people their due, you know? Give them their due. People uh, just blow me away when, when they take a look at somebody who's accomplished something great and then denigrate it. My father went to a Yankees game once. He was telling me years and years later, he went to a Yankees game and Mickey Mantle was playing in his last couple of years. And evidently they had some sort of folding chairs out in the bleachers area. And Mantle is out there and, you know, playing um, center field. And this guy got up, took the folding chair and threw it at Mickey Mantle. Now, I don't know if Mantle went 0 for 4 or whatever it was, or the guy was just ticked off that Mantle is such a hero and was making so much money. But he threw the chair at Mickey Mantle. And I'm just saying, outside of playing high school ball, maybe for a couple of years, what have you done? You know, that's one of the greatest athletes in America of all time. And you're throwing a chair at him. What does it say about you that you can't like recognize and celebrate greatness in someone? Like, yeah. are you that yeah. insecure? Right. Are Are you yeah. that small and threatened? Like, please. Anyway, I think we have a couple more. Yeah. Okay. So this next one is from Wisconsin. Hey guys, I was just listening to the review of the Golden Bachelor. This is LaVon from Wisconsin. Oh, my God. I agree with Sherry and Lamar. There were so many cringeworthy parts in it. It was really difficult to watch. But would you watch a show where it was just all average, normal people? That would be boring. Of course, they made him keep April and a couple of the others. Otherwise, everyone would stop watching. Love you guys. Bye-bye. That's that Wisconsin common sense. She's right. She's right. I told you. My wife is watching it. I told her about that show, and she said that'll never make it, and she's watching it every week. We're all watching it every week. Yep. (laughs) In the fetal position, rocking, going, oh, no. Oh, God, this is awful. No. It's so wrong. I can't wait for the next episode. Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. In honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we are delighted to team up with Check Feather and Down to introduce a contest that just embodies the spirit of resilience and comfort. 
you can win one of 10 Strength and Comfort Breast Recovery Pillows that we're giving away this month at BobandSherry.com. These pillows are more than just luxuriously soft. They're designed to create post-surgical support after mastectomy, lumpectomy, or reduction. Enter now at BobandSherry.com. I had a really fun experience last night on the phone. My oldest daughter, Olivia, and her friend Emily for their fall break took a little road trip. So they uh, they headed up to Philly and went to the Mutter Museum, which is a museum of uh, medical oddities, very on brand for a member of my family. And they stayed with my brother, Mark, and his wife. And then they headed to Brooklyn, where Emily's grandmother lives. And they had like three days and nights in Brooklyn and New York City, and they were just living their best life. They went to all these cool thrift stores, and mm-hmm. they, they had like a real New York experience. They had perfect weather. Everything was great. So I go to bed earl, relatively early last night. It was about 930, and um, I'm just about to fall asleep, and my phone's ringing. And that's never a good thing, right? And I snatch my phone off the bedside table, and it's Olivia. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I, hey, sweetie, what's up? Is everything Okay. And she's like, well, we have a question. And here's the question. And this was such a great moment for me as a mom because, like, I miss having little kids. I miss it so much. And you always feel like, they don't need me anymore. I'm a husk. Let the Lord take me. You know, or at least that's just me. Okay, so um, so I say, okay, yeah, sure, what's up? She goes, well, we're parked a block away from Grandma Sylvia's house. And there are no signs here about parking. But Emily's uncle said that we have to move the car or we're going to get towed. But we can't find any signs. And I said, well, you, but you know how it is, like, in a lot of cities. Like, remember we had a, we got a ticket when we were visiting um, Drew and Aaron in Montreal and, you know, the whole street cleaning thing. And they were like, we've walked around multiple blocks. Some streets have those signs. This one doesn't. So should we park here? What will happen if we're not allowed to park here? Will the car get towed? And I was like, well, there's no signs. I think the first, they don't tow you the first pass. I think you get a ticket. So Olivia goes, well, what should I do? And I said, honestly, it's late. I mean, it's late for me, right? It's Come late. Home. It's dark. Come home. It's late. It's, <laughs> it's late. It's dark. How bad can the parking ticket be if you even get one? The, the, there are no signs saying that you can't park there. So why don't you just leave the car and take your chances? Mm. Olivia goes, Olivia mm. goes, oh, I told Emily that you would know what to do. And I'm like, okay, I've never been on this particular street in Brooklyn. <laughs> I have no idea what the parking rules and regulations are. I'm so flattered, right? So I said, well, I was joking. I said, why don't you call 311? She goes, oh, that's a good idea. I'll call you back. So she hangs up. She calls 311. And whoever answers is the most salty, hard-bitten, seen-it-all, done-it-all, 311 dispatcher in all of New York City. Mm. So, 311, how can I direct your call? So, Olivia goes, hi, um, we're visiting my friend's grandmother in Brooklyn, and we parked the car on, I forget the name of the street, and there aren't any signs saying that we shouldn't park here, but her uncle said we should move the car, or it'll get towed. Now, there are other streets that do say that you can't park, but this one doesn't say you can't park. So what should we do? And Olivia said there was like a pause. And the woman said, you're going to have to follow your heart. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time that's ever been said in Brooklyn. (laughs) 
You're going to have to follow your heart. Wow. And my daughter was like, I'm, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> You're going to have to use your judgment. You're going to have to follow your heart and use your judgment. You park, you don't park. You're going to have to just let it ride. And, and <laughs> Olivia goes, so that's, that's, that's the, those are the rules. And the woman said, there's no signs. I don't know what the rules are. You got to trust your gut on this one, honey. <laughs> got off the phone. What did she, what did she do and what happened? So she called me back and I said, how did it go with 311? Which by the way, I couldn't believe they called 311 and could not believe somebody answered at 930 at night to discuss whether or not they could park their car. So I said, what happened? And Livy goes, the lady who answered told us to follow her heart. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm going to be a Broadway star. (laughs) (laughs) So she said, what do you think? And I said, I think that you just talked to a city employee doesn't give a damn where you park that car. Live <laughs> your life, follow your bit. heart, tr- trust your instincts, live your dream. Yeah. I said, Flip a make coin. sure it's locked. <laughs> yeah. I said, make sure it's locked. Go back to Grandma Sylvia's house and let me know what happens in the morning. Now, it's a little early for an update, so I don't yet know about Brooklyn Parking Gate, but I'm very hopeful that the car is still there and that they didn't get a ticket. As Frank said, if I, you can park it there, you can park it anywhere. Park it anywhere. <laughs> right. You're going to have to follow your heart. That yeah, I got to know the ending of this. Anybody yeah. expected. I'm waiting. I'm desperately waiting for a response. So there you go. So if you're headed to the Big Apple and you don't know where to put your car, you just need to follow your heart. You put your follow car wherever heart. your heart tells you your, yeah. heart sh- your car should right. go. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. I cannot believe this. All right, gather around, spooky season lovers. We're going to tell a story right now. It's the legend of the old leatherman of Connecticut. This is a really trippy story, and it's absolutely true. So it happened in the 1800s every month during the school year. Students and classes in the town of Branford, Connecticut, would get an extra recess. Their teacher would tell them, okay, it's time. Head outside and start looking for him. And just like clockwork, he would appear an older man dressed from his head to his boots in leather a heavy leather coat, thick leather trousers, a leather shirt, leather hat, leather boots, and a leather satchel. Where he came from, no one knows. And what he wanted, no one knows. And he would not speak. He would not answer questions. He would make like a noise if you spoke to him. Um, The most he would ever give you is a couple of sentences in like this thick guttural French, right? And he would walk clockwise through Connecticut and parts of New York. It was a 365 mile circuit. And every 35 days, he would complete the circuit and start it over again in an endless loop. And eventually, the towns he passed through, people became fascinated by him. And they began looking for him. And since... He wouldn't ever tell anyone his name. 
they gave him a name, and that's how he got the nickname the Old Leather Man. So you would think this is an urban legend, right? But the problem is there are so many accounts and photos, and we're going to put one up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook here in just a second. He was real. He was absolutely real. We just don't know who he was or why he was. He was first spotted in the 1850s in Connecticut, like Burlington and Greenwich, walking around in his incredibly heavy leather clothes. He was about five foot seven and he had dark hair and he was wearing so much leather that he, he, made, a, he made noise when he walked. You know, can you imagine that kind of? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so people could hear him coming. He had a heavy step and he swished. And they said that um, his skin was really fair and he was covered in whiskers. One woman who saw him as a child and then followed him through her adult life said, if he would have shaved, he probably would have been a fine looking man. He was never aggressive. He never um, harassed anyone. He never trespassed. He never stole anything. People were initially kind of frightened because he's a big guy shambling along, head to foot in leather. But he never bothered anyone. There was never a single report of any kind of craziness with Leatherman. He was just always walking on the side of the road, and he never made eye contact with anyone. People would line up to watch him go by, and he would not meet their eyes. After a while, when people began to get a feeling for the rhythm of Leatherman and when he'd be coming through town again, um, little boys would put tobacco plugs, like I guess like what we would call chewing tobacco now, on fence posts for him, but he wouldn't take it. The only thing he would do was pick up cigar stubs off the ground and, I guess, smoke those. Now, he would, he would accept food. He would accept food. Um, and sometimes... He'd go to the county jail in Middlesex County Jail, and they would feed him there. Um, One woman wrote, we could see him coming from a quarter mile down the road. My mother would fix a plate for him and hand it to him. He would place it on the uh, cistern. This is how old-fashioned this time is. And after he ate, he'd knock on the door and hand the plate and nod his thanks and walk on. He had money. People witnessed him going into little grocery stores, right? And shelter. He had multiple caves in the region that he stocked with firewood and supplies. Um, and he would he would sometimes make a cave by moving big rocks and and putting down trees over top, kind of weaving them together to make a roof. He bathed in streams, although wow. the New York Times said he was uncouth, repulsive, and wholly inexplicable. But you know how the New York Times is, please. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, one time, a, a, a townsperson hid a camera under some blankets on a clothesline and was able to get a photograph of him. And that's the photograph you'll see when you pop over to Bob and Sherry. This went on for decades, no matter how hot it was in the summer, no matter how cold it was in the winter. He was known to walk through a blizzard. And still, no reason. In 1888, he was arrested for what they think was the only time the uh, Connecticut Humane Society, which back then worried about people as well as animals, um, was waiting for him at a home that he was known to stop because the family there would give him some meals. 
Um, a doctor with the Humane Society said, we think he has mouth cancer from all the tobacco that he chews. Um, they brought him to the hospital and they warned the hospital workers that he might be uncooperative if they tried to take his leather suit away. And just minutes after being dropped off at the hospital, he took off and he wasn't seen again. In March, 1889, they found Leatherman's body in the Sawmill Woods Cave in Mount Pleasant, New York. They did an autopsy and they found out that he was in his 50s and that he did have mouth cancer from all that tobacco and that his leather outfit, which was made completely from patches of boots that he had sewn together, weighed more than 60 pounds. He was carrying a prayer book in French and that was all he had. That was all he had was a French prayer book, his 60-pound leather suit, and a frying pan. And to this day, the legend of Leatherman, 100% true, is 100% a mystery. So there you go, kids. I thought you were going to say, then he joined the village people, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He was the great granddaddy. But you know what's good about this story, kids? It starts out scary, but he never hurt anyone. He just that we know of. He was, yeah, he was just in his own world, a world of walking the same path over and over again until he died all alone in a cave. Man, this is one wild world. We'll get this posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, we're not going to go see it, but The Exorcist (laughs) 2. It's doing okay in theaters. It's gotten pretty bad reviews. It only has 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. But um, it managed to pull in, in its first weekend... uh, over $27 million. Now, it didn't have any competition, and here's why. They changed the release date of The New Exorcist because they didn't want it to have to compete with Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, the concert yep. film. Yep. They yep. said, yep. I um, industry experts said they made a good call because all the oxygen is going to be sucked out of the room by Taylor Swift and the storm of Swifties. <laughs> They're predicting a $100 million weekend for Taylor Swift. And the devil himself was like, dude, I know when I'm beaten. I know when to hold him and when to fold him. I'm out of here because I'm not competing with Taylor Swift. So it's doing okay, even though the the reviews of it aren't great. And here's what one of the critics said about it. They said that... um, You know, two stars, it's lead performances, and the direction is pretty good, but it never gets close to anything like the deep terror of the original. So, Lamar, as the people's movie critic, do you think that that's because the shock value is gone? You know it's the devil, right? Yes. Or or is is it that you just can't go back to this one twice? Well, I, I think that last statement is true. I read where the director said, he said, we're, he said, we just, the audience today is so hard to shock them. Back then, it was a lot harder, easier to be shocked. Now, we see so much, and we just get numb to it, I think. And I think that's what's happening. But you're never going to replace the, the shock of the first one. Never happened. Well, even though they say it doesn't have the same deep scares and it's just all right, 
I'm still not going to watch it. No, <laughs> no, like, no. This music is giving me the creeps. Yeah, I can't. I, mm. I cannot with this movie. Yeah. I cannot. Mm. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, it's Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Now, did you know that we have other podcasts like the Bob and Sherry Oddcast? The latest episode is out now. We're talking about your first scary movie. The very first time you were allowed to stay up late and watch a horror film and what it did to your tiny little mind. Where to find the Oddcast? Right where you found the Bob and Sherry podcast. And thanks for listening. So I was reading this thing online about, um, in scary movies, horror movies, which monsters can you actually outrun? Like, you really don't need to stand there and be slaughtered because you could, if you thought about it, outrun these characters. And so um, I picked a couple of them that I feel like everybody would know. And the, the, the Mac Daddy character that you should be able to escape is Chucky the doll. And here's why. Because Chucky's about the size of a toddler and can only run about as fast as a toddler. And he's not immortal as a doll. So you could run him over with your car. Like, technically... Drop kick him in the head. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 you guys, he's scary. Don't get me wrong. I think Chucky's horrifying. But how fast is he going on those little... Like, I don't think his knees bend. So how fast is he going on those little doll legs? (laughs) Why don't we ever think about that? Here's he another one. He seems like he moves fast in the movie, though, but that's just movie magic. He really couldn't move that fast. I really I no. don't think oh, so. No, no. I mean, no. he's possessed by the immortal spirit of a dead serial killer, but he's not possessed by the immortal spirit of a magical dragon. Like, he doesn't have that no. kind of magic. You should be able to outrun. Y'all, you should be able he to outrun. He was the size of Willie Talk. He's the size of Willie Talk, my dummy. He, I don't it, think it, he can. <laughs> I was never scared of you, Willie Talk. Never, never. You don't think you could outrun <laughs> Willie Talk? I think you could. Even um, my fat so, ass could outrun Willie Talk. Did you guys ever see a movie called um, uh, The Grandparents? So here yes. we go. Okay, so you know that The Grandparents, Nana and Pop Pop, are actually a couple of escaped psychopaths that have taken on the identities of... <laughs> of the kids' actual grandparents. Now, the children have never met their grandparents in real life, which once upon a time would have sounded crazy, but in today's world where people are scattered far and wide, yeah, I can see it. It's plausible, right? It could happen. So the grandparents invite the children to the house. And, and yeah, they're psychotic and they're villainous. Um, But here's the thing. They're geriatric. A couple of kids with a decent meal in them. These are teenage kids, too. These are teenage kids. Yeah. Lamar, you saw the movie, so explain. Like, yes. They should have been able to outrun Nana and Pop-Pop, right? I mean, honestly, I mean, weave a little bit, a little back and forth. They can't change directions like that. They don't have the knees for it. I mean, I just don't get it. You know they got tuckered out if they're trying to chase somebody. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean come on. And, you know, like, Pop-Pop's got heart failure. He can only go but so fast yes. before he kills. All right, so this one. This is a classic horror movie. Classic. Um, The villain in this one is a giant amoeba alien that absorbs and dissolves its victims. And every victim that it absorbs and dissolves makes it grow bigger. But it's incredibly slow. And it's called the blob. It's also sensitive to cold temperatures and you can freeze it solid. I mean, can you not outrun the blob? 
I never thought blob, about it that way. The blob is coming through the middle. I remember watching this when I was a kid. It was, uh, it, it was black and white. And it's coming through the middle of the town. And, and people are they're screaming and looking behind them. And, and they're running, but they're running. I'm, I'm like, but you're running five times faster than the blob is moving. It was, it was like slime. It was stupid. You can almost tell how slow it is by its name. The blob. (laughs) It's not the meteor. It's not the bullet. It's the blob. Okay, so the next one that you should be able to outrun are the zombies from George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. These are the slow zombies that most of your modern zombies are based on. But the Romero zombies, if you've never seen the original Night of the Living Dead, they're like trapped in a mall in Pittsburgh or whatever. Not only are they painfully slow, they're painfully stupid. And you can... <laughs> guys, you could prancer size away from a Romero zombie. <laughs> they're the kind of zombies that don't bend their knees. They, they stagger. They don't bend yeah, their knees. I mean, I mean it's, yeah, you're going to be in shock. You're going to have to fight your panic. You're going to have to fight that um, freeze, flight, fight instinct. But they're so stupid, you can lead them right into, they'll walk into a plate glass wall. Like, they just don't have any sense. And why is it that people always get so panicky and they can't seem to get away and the zombie's moving slow and somehow catches up to them? It's just briskly They always fall down. I mean, I'm clumsy. Yeah. Break into a little prancer size, do a little gallop like you're on a hobby horse, anything, and you'll get away. Now, this next one, Lamar, did you ever see the movie The Leprechaun? The Leprechaun. Yes. Jennifer yes. Aniston. Jennifer, a very young je- teenage Jennifer Aniston is in the movie Leprechaun. So here's the deal. Um, the Leprechaun is only going to try to kill you if you steal his gold. So the first way to avoid the Leprechaun is keep your hands <laughs> off his gold. The second thing is his little legs. He can't. He's like Chucky the doll. Stride. You know, if you've got a reasonably stride. long stride. Yeah. And then the, the third thing is he loses all of his power if he sees a four-leaf clover. So I know they're not common, but it's... Don't be a bitch. Do not be a bitch. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, we have a couple more of these horror movie monsters that you really could outrun if you put any effort in at all. Um, yeah, sure, Chucky's going to be the easiest because he's a, a doll the size of a two-year-old. But Pennywise, <laughs> the dancing clown. Now, Penny, I think Pennywise is one of the more terrifying horror movie monsters yes. for a couple yes. of, well, three three reasons. One, he's a clown, and that's playing against all of the um, tight. It's playing against tight. Two, those teeth. And three, mm. he lives in a sewer. So, you, I mean, that that's that's a lot of scary, right? Now, Pennywise feeds on your fears, and he can transform into fears, into your fears. And he lives in the sewer system in Derry, Maine. So the first way to avoid Pennywise the Clown is to just, you know, go to Bangor, go to, go to the county, uh, go to Bar Harbor, go to Camden or Freeport. Just maybe don't go to Derry. And, and if you roll something down the street and it goes into the sewer and it's something cheap 
You know, it's not like your granddaddy's Rolex that he brought back from the war smuggled in another soldier's orifice like in Pulp Fiction. Just go get a new one. <laughs> what are you tangling with a fiendish devil clown in the sewers for? Um, Ghostface and Scream. How do you feel about the Scream movies, Lamar? I know you've reviewed them. How do you feel about them? Uh, yeah, I've seen them all. I, he, he should be easy to get away from. I've never understood why he gets so many people. Here's, well, here's, here's why. For anyone that hasn't seen Scream, Ghostface is a human being in a costume. So anything that you can do to a human being, you can do to Ghostface. And it's always a different human being, right? From movie to movie. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. each one gets killed. He gets killed because he's a real human. And so somebody else puts the costume on. So it's still a human. So Ghostface almost always uses knives, and he almost always gets his victims through the phone. Do what I do. Just never answer your phone when it rings. Let it roll over to voicemail. Boom. That's the first way. Good boy, Ghostface. Based on, based on my unknown caller log, Ghostface has been calling here for about seven months now, and I'm not answering. Second, not you can pro- we, not, and not only will we not be murdered, you won't have a, a, be buying anything from anybody. Yeah. That's right. Have you looked at the costume? You really want to try running through the woods in that long, flappy, black, cloaky dress thing that he's wearing? You got a good shot. Now, yeah. Michael Myers. He, he's very slow. Have you noticed that Michael Myers never breaks a sweat? Michael Myers in the Halloween movies. Have you ever seen Michael Myers even in a low jog? He doesn't even walk fast. He yeah. just ambles. That's all he does is amble. If you can't so outrun if, amble, what are you doing? Um, first of all, break into a run and head toward a well-lit, populated place and get the get as far away from Laurie Strode as you possibly can because that's who <laughs> yeah. he's here for. Let's wrap yeah. up with Freddy Krueger. So Freddy preys on people while they sleep and um, you know, kind of terrorizes them in their dreams and then he ends you for good. So if if uh, Freddy Krueger gets you in your dreams, you know that you're done in the real world. Now, Freddy is most powerful in the dream world. So one way to, to dodge him is to avoid sleep. But if you can pull Freddy Krueger out of the dream world into the real world, he doesn't have any magical powers. He's just a regular person. So pull him into the real world, pepper spray him, hit him on the head with a cast iron skillet like it's an old cartoon, and then run to a well-lit, populated place. (laughs) I never thought about this, but almost all of these you can escape. Now, the one that you cannot escape and why the People's Movie Critic will not review The Exorcist 2, you cannot escape Mephistopheles, Beelzebub, Lucifer, Satan, the Devil. That's a problem. And so it's best to just not even buy the ticket. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. So a few days ago, Article Group, a company called Article Group, tweeted out a fun and spooky contest where everyone who entered had to write out a terrifying everyday thing on pictures of pumpkins, thus turning them to painfully relatable jack-o'-lanterns. So, so everybody got a picture of a pumpkin. Right. And then they had to put on the pumpkin, like they carved it in, something that is everyday but still very uh, spooky and painful. Here's the first one. Your student loan payment is overdue. <laughs> we need you to come in early. 
Um, you hit reply all. Someone opening the door while you're still too far away, so you have to awkwardly walk run. I hate that. <laughs> I, you know the bathroom downstairs? It's yeah. three flights down, right? That's where the bathroom is in this building. And so you're hearing somebody walking up, and they hear you, but you're still two flights down, right? But all of a sudden, you can see them, and they're holding the door. And you just, to, you to just saunter is so rude. You know, you're just eating up their day, so you got to run up the stairs. Next one. Did I remember to lock the door? I'm so bad about that. Plus, $16 shipping. TSA takes your fancy moisturizer. That's happened to me. It's happened to everybody who's flies. Make it go viral. If you are in a certain department of a business, especially a radio station, that one is flying everywhere. A couple of years ago, the marketing and promotions manager mm -hmm. um, called a meeting that we were invited to and said, Bob and Sherry, I'm giving you a challenge to make a viral video. And we basically responded, and we respond to your challenge by saying, no, we have a radio show to make. I remember that. <laughs> Go away. God almighty, we have enough of a job. It's so obvious when a company is doing that now, isn't it? Some of them work really great. Like the, uh, was it Popeye's chicken sandwich one? You know, some of them really, really pay off. But some of them, it's just so lame and so obvious. It's, it happens or it does. Yeah, that's right. All right, here's the next one. Here's the pumpkin, and on it it says, looking down at my phone, and my boss is calling me after I clocked out and went home. <laughs> here's the next one. Hey, it's been too long. Would love to catch up sometime and tell you about an amazing way I've found to make money on my own. That's the one I want to see the least. Yeah. Next one. You wrote, see attached, and then attached nothing. Hmm. <laughs> Guilty. Do you have time to jump on a quick call? And there's a small pumpkin. Two hour. A run-on sentence with multiple exclamation points. <laughs> Who hasn't seen that, right? And and I love this one. What do you call the bubbles? Oh, the, when you're texting. The reply bubbles. Yeah. They just put the reply. That can be so. That's the worst. You know, that can just be so stressful, can't Especially it? Especially if you get the bubble, then it stops. Then you get the bubble, and then it stops. Right, right. Then the bubble one more time, then it stops, and then nothing. And then nothing. And and the topic was a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, oh. how, how you left it, and then the bubbles keep yeah. coming and going. Oh, man, I hate that. Um. On the pumpkin. I want everyone to introduce themselves and share one interesting fact about yourself. See, you and I are not in those situations, but a lot of folks listening, you know, that go to these meetings. What would you, if you had to do that right now, mm -hmm. and it cannot have anything to do with what you do for a living, we're at a fellowship, we're at the barn, we're at the fellowship, the teetotaling fellowship barn. And we're going to have a fellowship night and you have to, we have to go around the hay bales and you have to tell someone something interesting about yourself. It can have nothing to do with what we do for a living. Nothing to do? Nothing to do. But it could be an experience that I've had. Something interesting about yourself. Well, it could, could it not be an experience that I've had? Does that qualify y'all as a 
something about himself. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Hello, my name is Bob, and I am one of the first Americans that ever walked inside the Great Pyramid in Egypt. Okay. That's pretty good. That works. Max, what would your um, interesting fact about yourself be? Um, When I was 10 years old, I auditioned and successfully became a member of the National Guild of Pianists. No That's kidding. a very interesting I didn't interesting know that about fact. you. Yeah. Well, how about you? you My could... name is Sherry, and when we were measured for our caps and gowns for high school graduation, I had the biggest girl's head in my class of 104. I am not believing that you have hung on to that all these years. And I lost the National Spelling Bee. But, but the real accomplishment is I had the single biggest cranium of all the girls in my graduating class. It's funny how you led with that and not the spelling bee, which is so impressive. Yeah, I lost it, though. You were up there. Loser. You were what, number 13? No, it was 11. 11? Um, and on my giant head was the letter L no. for loser. Why is your head so big? Well, it's not because I won the National Spelling Bee. That's for damn sure. So there you are. A few things that we hate to see coming. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I was in a really deep Twitter rabbit hole and I made myself a note to tell you guys. And then I stuck it to the back of my laptop where it's been invisible to me. So I want to tell you about it now because I think you're going to be really fascinated by this. Cedric the Entertainer, who's had some incredible success. I mean, he was making bank back in the 90s. Big movies like Johnson Family Vacation. He set up this thing where he had a fund. Every year, he would put $25,000 in that fund. His sister was in charge of running it. And family members could come and use that money for emergencies, like maybe somebody got hit with an unexpected repair bill or needed a little help with tuition or the mortgage or whatever. And so the deal was everybody could could ask for the movie if they, or the money if they qualified. He said, you couldn't get it for nonsense. Like, you couldn't just say, I want to go out to dinner. Um, And one person couldn't get the entire $25,000. His sister made sure that it was as fairly distributed as it could be. And this worked really well for a long time. And then he said, folks, some folks in my family just kept asking for bigger and bigger and bigger checks. So he stopped the fund. I thought that was so interesting what a, what an interesting way to handle, you know, because yeah. his extraordinary success, which has led to financial success too, and everybody always with a sad story in their handout. Yeah. And he tried for many, many years, he tried to help and then he quit. What do you think about this? I'll tell you Me what neither. I thought the end of the story was going to be. And this is being an optimist that it's now more than $25,000 because they paid it back. But I guess, no. I guess, yeah, I was hoping, I was hoping, I was hoping. That's not human nature. Mm-mm. But that right there is human nature, what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you, Lamar, Max, neither of you would have cut off the $25,000 fund, mm. even if you had a lot of greedy mm. family members. I don't you know. might, Lamar, you might. I would, there would be different people. Some people would use it correctly and some people would abuse it. And the abusers, I'd have to kick them to the side. The abusers got well, to go. Cedric the Entertainer said, I'm way past telling people no. I just say, nay. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.